0: What a game. What a freaking hockey game. We have an absolute barn burner on our hands between two of the lower-class teams in the NHL. A team as the Anaheim Ducks cannot score goals. The Canucks who cannot make a stop on the penalty kill. And we get fireworks in the third period in a game that seemed pretty slow and sluggish, especially for the first 30 minutes or so. And then the Canucks come out and do that. Uh, They absolutely run through... The Anaheim Ducks, they made it a little iffy near the end, but we get an Andre Kuzmenko hat trick. We get a, a nice win at home on Kevin Bieksonite with a nice little 8-5 to five victory. One of the highest scoring games we've seen in a hot minute. I think back to that Colorado Avalanche game from a couple of years ago that went 7-6 in OT, which was a sweet game. Um, this one had it all against a team that the Canucks should beat most times, in theory, um, there were some ups, there were some downs, the pluses and minus list folks, it is pretty lengthy tonight. Um, but it is good to be back. Sorry. I've been gone for a while. I was down in Seattle. Then I got really sick and you can still probably hear to my voice. Uh, I've been battling a cold for the past week or so, uh, less than a week, about five days since Sunday. Uh, but we are back. We are thriving and let's talk about this Vancouver Canucks hockey game. Cause folks, it was It was a barn burner. Let's get everything set up. Let's get organized. Let's get my notes. And let's start with the good old game recap. Folks, the first period recap is quick tonight. It was an ugly first period. It was genuinely, and you might forget that, based on that third period that had like eight goals scored. But my goodness, that first period was sluggish. It was slow. The Ducks were slow. The Canucks were slow. It was just it was, it was sad to watch, to be honest. Uh, the Canucks take a penalty and it goes just as expected late in the first period. Uh, they basically roll out the red carpet for Troy Terry to just walk right in on Spencer Martin. He beats him. Martin doesn't like the goal. The Canucks just let him walk in though. And it is one, nothing pretty early on. Uh, Canucks do salvage the period though. Uh, late power play of their own, uh, point shot just gets tipped in by Bo Horvat. A great tip, to be honest. Uh, a nice goal for him. It's his ninth of the season. He just keeps scoring. I, like The team keeps losing, but Bo Horvat has been on an absolute tear lately. Uh, second period, Ilya Mikhaev has the best chance early. Two on one with lewis Peterson. Peterson plays it over to him. We're in a game that's 1-1. It feels like Anaheim is going to just like do something dumb to pull this game out, even though it's early uh perfect pass across from Elias Petterson and Mikhaev puts it off the post wide open cage you know, we were told he wasn't going to have much finish, but, man, you got, you got to get that one in. Uh, but a couple of minutes later, 11 minutes to play, Elias Pettersson, just a stupidly nice play. Uh, Mikheyev and Kuzmenko do a nice little tag team on the wall. Kuzmenko wins one battle, gets it back to Mikheyev. Mikhaev wins that battle, plays it out in front to Elias Pettersson, who's in the slot. He's got guys all over. He does a little soccer dribble in the feet, right skate, left skate, right skate, up to the stick, and tucks it past Gibson. 2-1 Canucks, they have a lead and then seconds later Bo Horvat is close to a second of the night wide open net but John Gibson does this you see this wild wing up here doing the two hand one of these he did one of those to the side and made an outstanding save on Horvat, his best save of the night absolutely robbed Horvat uh, but the Canucks do get an absolute banger of a goal about 3-4 minutes later or so, 7 minutes to go in the second period Quinn Hughes just throws it on net and Horvat, the rebound sort of goes over to the uh, to Gibson's right onto the face-off circle. Horvat gathers the rebound. Perfect backdoor feed to JT Miller. No mistake, wide open net. 3-1 Vancouver, but late in the second period, Anaheim goes out, makes it a one-goal game. Answers back. It's uh, it's a three-on-two, a pretty lazy back check from the Canucks. Strom has a ton of time. Spencer Martin kind of goes too far back in his net. He gets in too deep. Uh just doesn't have a great chance at it. Too much net to shoot at. And uh Strom scores. So it's three to two going into the third. Feels like we've been here before, doesn't it, folks? But the Canucks fourth line. The Canucks fourth line had some jump tonight. Um Canucks lose the draw in the offensive zone. Oman's first face-off loss of the game. And it goes back to Klingberg, and he fumbles it in his feet. Like, pass went right between his legs. He didn't handle it great. And uh, Joshua just goes in and wins the battle. He goes and steals the puck, centers it. Uh, Stunika tries to get a rebound, uh, sort of takes the goalie out. And then it's Joshua who ends up tucking it home. Anaheim did end up challenging for goalie interference. And I tweeted out, I thought it was kind of goalie interference, but I guess they allow it because it was off of an offensive play. Like Stanika, like drove the net, tried to tuck it in, ended up turning, like sort of caught the arm on John Gibson and turned him around, which to me is goalie interference. But they said, eh, you're fine. It's probably fine. So they call it fine. And the Canucks go to the power play because the, uh, the goaltender interference penalty did not stand luckily for the Canucks. Uh, and then immediately they score. 24 seconds later. Pedersen beauty backdoor pass to Andre Kuzmenko, stick on the ice, sort of sort of fumbles it, but it goes off his of stick, and it's 5-2. And that's Kuzmenko's first of the night. Two minutes later, the ducks get one back. Stillman, bad pinch. You know, tries to make a diving poke check to hold the line, fails to do so. Quinn Hughes wasn't ready to turn around and go back and defend off of a weird bounce. And uh Comtois goes and scores. Nice little backhand on the partial breakaway. It's 5-3. Canucks almost score after that. Kuzmenko feeds Petey on a two-on-one. Gibson robs him with the left pad. And then Dakota Joshua takes a penalty. Canucks are up two. They've been here before. And Dakota Joshua takes a penalty. And the worst penalty kill in the NHL comes back onto the ice. A real test for this penalty kill. And guess what, folks? They failed the test. A long point shot from Zegris. Ethan Baer tries to sort of catch it with one of these underhand gloves. Um, is not winning the gold glove this year as it goes off of the fingertips. Tips down. Beats Demko. Or not Demko. Martin. Sorry. Uh, and now it's a one goal game. Five to four. And now we're thinking we might be in uncharted waters because the Canucks, I don't think they've blown a three goal lead that yet this year. But they're on the verge of it. Luckily, they answer right back. They set up in the zone. Good offensive play. Tyler Myers rips it from the point. Kuzmenko with a little tip. Gets it through the five hole. Hits the high kick on the celly. Just beautiful. Second of the night. Canucks get their two-goal lead back. It's 6-4 at this point. But, folks, why not make it seven? Two minutes later, Elias Pettersson leading the rush through center ice. Three Anaheim Ducks converge on him. He wins the battle, backhands it to Kuzmenko, who's in on the rush. Just a nice little shot on the rush. Uh, rush beats John uh, John Gibson for the hat trick. Seven to four. Love, love, love an Andre Kuzmenko hatty. Uh, it's awesome for him. Uh, the Ducks did make it 7-5. They got a power play with under two minutes to go. They still have the net empty, but Bo Horvat gets the empty netter for his 10th goal. Of the season, folks. I don't even know how many games the Canucks have played. Is it what, like fifteen, something like that? The Canucks have played no, not even. They played eleven games. The Canucks have played eleven games. Bo Horvat has ten goals. He's on pace for like seventy-two goals this year. Um, good on him, I guess. Uh, not so great for the odds of signing him, but we'll get to that in the pluses and minuses. So all in all, just a you know a pretty slow first period, decent second period, an absolute banger of a third period leads to the Canucks getting a nice little 8-5 win. Now, does it matter? Probably not. They've won three out of 11 games. It's not ideal, but they take three of the last four. They're at least starting to maybe trend in the right direction, although their last game was pretty bad. Um, So hopefully we're uh, we're seeing things go the right way. Now, pluses, minuses. You guys know the drill at this point. Pluses. Canucks had shots in the third period, folks, they have on so many times this period, gone into the third period, especially when they're down and put up like between one and five shots in the third period. They didn't do that tonight. They had a bunch of shots in the third period. They had how many shots they had. They had 20 shots in the third period. That's awesome. They had the lead the whole period and they didn't care. They kept working. They kept shooting. They had 46 shots on the night. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Another plus, Elias Patterson. Elias Patterson is by far the best player on this team, and is not even close. Remember when this team was struggling last year? Elias Patterson was the worst of it, right? He was absolutely just useless out there. Elias Patterson is so so good right now. That goal he scores uh, at the 9:07 mark of the second period to kick it between both of his skates and score—he has he had five points tonight. Did he get a point in that last that last goal? He did not. So five-point night for Elias Pettersson, a goal and four assists. He is just on fire right now. He's got, you know what, he's got five goals. He's got 9 he's got 10 assists. Guy's got 15 points in 11 games. I don't know if you guys are good at math. Uh, I might be. Let's see if I can get this right. Uh, duh, duh, duh. He's on pace for 111 points right now, 112 points even. So that's pretty good. That's a pretty good start for Elias Pettersson. The fourth line is my next plus. The fourth line is juiced up right now. Uh, Oman, Joshua, and whoever else is there. In this case, it was uh, Studnika getting some time. Uh, and my goodness, Dakota Joshua Niels Oman. Dakota Joshua gets the fight early. Kind of took the L, but you know, still a fine fight. Got the boys going a little bit. Um, him and Oman, uh, you know, they're winning faceoffs. That goal in the th- to start the third period uh, was crucial. It was hard working. Uh, I've really liked what we've been seeing from this fourth line, uh, especially lately. I wonder if I can see the sort of uh, while they're on the ice numbers if they're any good. Uh, expected goals, expected goals, expected goals, expected goals. Where is expected goals? Oh, I gotta scroll. Expected goals. Everyone's in the positives tonight. Um, Neil Oman was sort of on the lower, and Dakota Joshua though. I mean, sixty nine percent, nice expected goals. Uh, I mean, the fourth line was just good in my opinion tonight uh kuzmenko right we knew we were gonna get there uh andre kuzmenko is so sick uh i love i love the high kicks uh he's got a heck of a shot a heavy shot you notice it uh we noticed it when you know i've been to a handful of games this year and when andre kuzmenko even in warm-up when he shoots the puck like it makes a different a bit of a different sound when it hits the board it's like it's got some it's got some pop uh which i love uh kuzmenko Finally, you know, he's been getting some heat from some people, um, even though I think he's playing the game in the right way. He's playing really well. You know, things are going his way. It's his first, you know, bit of time in the new league. And now, guess what? He's got six goals in 11 games. Guys in like a 50 goal pace, maybe a 45 goal pace. That's sweet. Yeah, sure. The hat trick skewing that, obviously. He had three goals coming into this game in 10 games, which still isn't bad, right? It's like a 25 goal pace. Um, but yeah, a big night for him. Nice to see him get rewarded. Uh, Pedersen assists on all three, which is sweet. Uh, Big night for Andre Kuzmenko. My next plus, we're still in the plus train, folks. The Vancouver Canucks power play. We're going to get to the other point of the special teams. The Vancouver Canucks power play is absolutely buzzing. They are a buzzsaw right now. They have scored goals on eight of their last 13 power plays. They are, and, and they haven't looked that great doing it. Like a couple of them have been nice, but like, a few of these power plays, they have spent the first minute doing nothing and then eventually just scoring a random goal. Uh, this power play is, is absolutely heating up. Uh, they're basically matching the penalty kill, <laughs> which is obviously a problem in its own right. Uh, but yeah, the power play has been great. Uh, and then uh, my last plus, Kevin Bieksa. I mean, the the content that Canucks put out today around it, you know, him signing it, the speech he did in the locker room, hopefully that gave the team some buzz, even though they didn't look too into it. Uh, I love the stanchion as his gift, like literally a piece of the stanchion. That's so sick. That's awesome. That's such a cool move. Um, So I I love the whole BX night. Uh, It was fun. I mean, I had tickets to the game tonight. I was going to go, but I'm still sick and I don't want to spread it. So uh, sold them to a friend, which is great. So hopefully he had a good time. Uh, Unfortunately, while this game was fun and the Canucks got a win, which they so desperately needed, there were some minuses. There were some minuses. The obvious one is the penalty kill. It's still absolutely atrocious. Folks, the Vancouver, or the Anaheim Ducks had 27 straight power plays without scoring a goal coming into this game. They had been 0 for their last 27. They scored twice on the Canucks tonight on three attempts. This Canucks penalty kill is so stagnant it is so just it just allows the other team to do whatever they want and eventually throw things on the net and sure the goalies aren't making saves which is obviously contributing and, and that's partially luck based but my goodness this penalty kill is so 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 bad they're like they gotta be below 60 percent now which is absurd It's absurd we thought they were bad last year um yeah, I want to do maybe an analysis comparing them to like some of the better penalty kills because I mean, there's there's penalty kills in this league that are unbelievable, right? I mean, I can look at the PK standings. The Boston Bruins have a 94.9% penalty kill. The Sharks have a 94.4. The Sharks, the Sharks have won three games all of the year, but they've, they've killed 95% of their penalties. And the Islanders are also above 90%. It's possible. It's doable. The Canucks came into this game at 60%. And that, of course, is going down after going 33% on the night. It's it's, it's killing this team. It almost killed him again tonight, right? Almost let the Ducks back in this game a couple of times. Um, uh, I don't like that Jack Rathman's not in the lineup. Uh, and I think that he has been, you know, in his appearances, I think he's been good. Right? Maybe a couple small mistakes here and there. But, you know, I don't think he's made a mistake as bad as that Stillman error, you know, diving for that one puck. Uh, I've honestly liked what I've seen from Ethan Bear. Sure, that one puck went off his, his glove and went in. I think he made one really bad breakout pass that didn't get out of the zone. Uh, but other than that, I think bears been good, but I I, I mean, we got like Jack Rathbone is genuinely a very good defender and I really think he needs to be in the lineup. Um, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think the Canucks lose this game if Rathbone's in and Stillman's out. Um, so I would like to see that. Um, another minus the Canucks allowed five goals to the Anaheim Ducks right? Yeah. Two of them were on the penalty kill, but they allowed three even strength goals to the Anaheim ducks who have the 30th highest goals in the league. That's right. They are the third worst scoring team in the NHL right now, partially because their power play is so bad, but they allow five goals to the Anaheim ducks. That's not good. The defense is still bad. Nothing has changed here. Um, and my last minus is Bo Horvat guys got 10 goals in 11 games. He, the Canucks cannot afford Bo Horvat because he's going to be asking. I mean that that ask if if Bo Horvat scores forty five goals this year, the Canucks are screwed because he's going to be asking for eight nine million dollars. Canucks can't pay that. They just paid J T Miller eight million dollars a year, so a little scary there. But keep in mind, I had a lot more pluses than I did minuses. Uh, either way, a fun game. Um, now I've been gone, like I said, for the last handful of games, I didn't, you know, I was at the Canucks first game or their first win against the Kraken. Uh, uh, they, they, you know, they beat the Penguins, uh, and then they, they win this game after losing, uh, the other night to New Jersey, New Jersey. Um, so you can ask me questions based on the last basically week or so, uh, cause I don't think I've done a post game in a hot minute. Uh, so folks get those questions in. Uh, cause there's actually a lot coming in. So maybe get them in real fast because I, I there's no way I get through all these. We're already about 18 minutes into the show and we probably only got another 18 minutes left or so. Uh, cause it's a Thursday night. I work tomorrow. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Uh, Jaskran, Spencer Martin had an iffy game, but he's four Oh and five as a Canuck. Yeah. I didn't even really mention Spencer Martin. I think he had a good first two periods and then a pretty bad third period, but I think the defense was also really bad. Uh, but Spencer Martin gets you a point at least every single time. Uh, and he was good. Now, do the Canucks go back to Spencer Martin? I mean, their next game is Saturday. Uh, and then they have a nice little break and then they play Tuesday, Wednesday. So... You could pretty reasonably go to Demco on Saturday against Nashville, and then Spencer Martin's going to get one of the next two games after that. They go Sens and Habs back-to-backs, then they have another three-day break, and then they go Leafs and Bruins back-to-back. So the Canucks really have to pick a starter, (laughs) even though Martin has been, I mean, both of them have been not great, right? Martin gets wins uh, or points at the very least, which is obviously nice for the Vancouver Canucks, but... I mean, we're talking about two goalies that are in the 800s, save percentage-wise. Um, so, But they'll both get some playing time over the next five games because uh, they've got two sets of back-to-backs in the next five on their little uh, five-game road trip they have coming up here. Kai Howard, Patterson's so elite, it's insane. Absolutely. JC, it's nice to finally watch a fun game. Absolutely. That Devils game was not one of those. Uh, Japan's saying lots of goals because both teams are weak. Yeah, I mean, defensively especially. Uh, debut saying, I think we have one to Kuzmenko's big stakes now on a rookie deal. I mean, that doesn't really matter <laughs> because he won't be on a rookie deal next year. Uh, cause it's a one year and he could ask for a nice chunk of change, especially if he does score 30, right? Which he seems to be capable of based on what we've seen. So I don't know. Don't get too, don't get too stoked. Uh, Horvat is better than Matthews all day. That is the worst take I've seen. Uh, Japan saying Horvat's building his trade value up. Sure. Yeah, maybe, you know, if the Canucks are way out of it, when we come down to it uh, at the trade deadline, you know, maybe we're talking about moving Bo Horvat and recouping some picks potentially as a rental. Uh, Agam saying this is exactly how this team is supposed to be. And that's, that's basically what my tweet was, uh, what I tweeted out at the beginning of this game when they scored uh, the goal, uh, the, was it the Patterson, not the Patterson goal, the Miller goal, I think. Uh, it was at 8.32 p.m. So it would have been end of the second period. Probably the Miller goal. I literally tweeted out that goal is what this team was supposed to look like. Uh, because, you know, that it is. you know, they're supposed to be this offensive powerhouse and they just haven't been. Um, uh, um, Jaskin saying Ducks and deserve half the power plays they receive. Russell's love them for some reason. I didn't have a problem with any of the three penalties called against the Canucks tonight. I thought they were all fine. Um, also saying that third line's very mad. Pearson's very slow, literally two 2.0. Yeah, th- honestly, I couldn't even have told you who was on the third line. And I was at oh, what Pearson dries and who, who else was there? Uh, I genuinely did not notice them at all. I noticed Tanner Pearson again in a negative way as I do so often, uh, cause he has not been good, uh, lately. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, you're right. In that case. Aiden saying, Stenkuzie ASAP, it will be tough. Uh, am saying, Brock and Garland are gone, IMO. Uh, and I think that's probably fine. I mean, I think Garland has a lot of value. Um, you know, he's got, you know, he's he's got, what, six points now this season in 10 games. He got an assist tonight. You know, he's going to put up 50 points again this year like he typically does. He's cost controlled. Uh, I th- I think he's got a lot of value in the NHL. Uh, the, 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 Kuzma, with the third period, natural Hattie, technically no natural Hattie has no goals between them. The Comtuan Zegers goals were after that Kuzmenko Kuzmenko's first goal right here. Um, so technically no, not a natural Hattie, unfortunately, but yes, the third period Hattie nonetheless. Uh, I'm saying Stillman over Burroughs and Rathbone is a choice, the wrong choice, but a choice. Yeah. And I mean, Kyle Burroughs has been so, so good. Always top the dog ratings. Uh, and yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't get it. I, I really, th- I'd much rather have Burroughs in there over Stillman. And then I'd, I'd much rather have Rathbone in over Stillman as well. Um, Jackson's saying, uh, Zegers had two points, but he looked invisible. I, I thought he was fine. You know, I, I think you know, he's, I, I don't know if he was matched up against Petey or, or who, but, um, yeah, he wasn't super flashy, but he's a, you know, he's still a good player. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Kai saying Stanika sort of reminds me of a more complete Will Lockwood. I don't know if he's going to be an everyday NHL but he has some of the tools to be successful. Yeah. I think Stanika is a good bet, right? I mean, I haven't even talked to you guys about either of those trades, the bear trader, the Stanika trade. I'll give my thoughts on those pretty quick. I I, I like the bear trade a lot. A fifth round pick is most likely nothing, even though this is a team that should be acquiring some draft capital over the past bunch of years. But a guy like Ethan bear is a good piece to have for that cheap Stanika. I mean, they lose DP even though they still technically have him as their third string in the AHL, because he's not going to be an NHL goalie. And there's no, ifs, if, ands or buds, buts about it. If Michael DiPietro plays more plays like eight more regular season NHL games, I would be absolutely shocked. Um, and then who else did they get rid of in that? Um the ooh, Myrenberg? Is that his name? That would be crazy if I got that right. Yeah, I did. Jonathan Myrenberg. Uh, which sucks, right? I mean, a fifth round pick, though. Uh, you know, he was probably not gonna be crazy good. Um, so I'm fine with it too. Whatever. Um, what else do we got here? David's saying Bo will have to be nice and give Vancouver a discount. No need to break the bank in what's meant to be a disappointing year so far. Yeah, but would you? If you're in Bo Horvat's shoes and all the Canucks can offer you is like six million dollars a year, but the open market will offer you eight and a half million dollars a year potentially. You only need one other team that's gonna give you that kind of money. Um right, I, I don't I don't see it. Uh, he's given a lot to the Canucks in the, you know, he's been in the playoffs twice, right? Um I wouldn't want to stay if I'm not getting paid. Uh what else do we have? Do, 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 do. Um Dominic saying, "Do you see us trading Horvat or signing him?" I'm get I'm leaning on the I think they want to sign him, but I'm leaning on the trading trade uh, train just because it's going to be so expensive to sign him. Uh would you trade Bo to Boston for Carlo plus? who uh, what is Carlo doing? How much does he make? Uh, Carlo makes $4 million a year. I mean, he's a good defenseman. Uh, he's a right shot defenseman. Uh, you say Carlo plus plus, I mean, I maybe, right. He's a big right shot defenseman. I worry about the big part. Uh, I don't know enough about Brandon Carlo to be honest. Um, although it seems like it might be a good bet. Um, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to think about it a lot more. Uh, King Kenny says, How much would Kuzmenko get paid? And what's the term? They're not going to try to sign him, I don't think, until around the trade deadline, I would say. Um, and then figure out, okay, if we'll if we're not going to be able to sign him, then maybe we trade his rights away and, and some other team um can sign him. Right. Uh I mean, if we're talking about a guy, if he's on like a 60 point pace, then he's gonna be wanting probably five million or more for term, right? He's gonna want you know, six, seven years of term, probably, uh, you know, he's a 27 year old already. Um, you know, he wants to cash in if he can. So he might want five, 6 million bucks. Um, which I think he would get again, if he's a 60 point player, right. Someone's going to pay him. It's whether or not the Canucks will be that team that pays him. Um, Andrew said, do you think Martin had a bad game is tired or just unlucky? I mean, I think the defense is really bad and it's hard to be a really good goalie in front of a really bad defense. Uh, I think we've expected a lot out of Spencer Martin based on how outstanding he was in his short stint last year. Uh, I mean, you know, keep in mind, he's, uh, he's, he's not played a lot of, a lot of NHL hockey, right? Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I guess he was above 800 cause he had that good game against Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, okay, his save percentage will drop below 800 after that one, I think. Gus saying, I wonder how the Canucks managed to find that piece of stanchion. I'm sure they put it away somewhere, although, who knows? Maybe that wasn't it, right? Maybe it's a lie. Who knows? Um, The other saying, goodbye, Bedard. Hello, 10th place. Oh, well, the third was entertaining and a wins a win. I mean, one game isn't going to change their draft position that much. It was the Ducks, keep in mind. It was the Ducks. Um... Uh, let's see here. I'm saying that Pod Coles and PD, Bo and McAfee should be the only forwards on the PK, but the forwards aren't even the problem is the DMN allowing these cross crease passes. I think there's a lot of blame on the forwards. I, I really think there's so often where the one forward stands, just if this is the zone, they just stand right in the middle and they just sort of like look around. They put no pressure on the defenseman. They give them a million hours to just figure out exactly what play they want to make uh i mean you know i and it's mostly jt miller uh i think they just need to be more aggressive like they seem to be so afraid to make a mistake but the mistake they're making the the mistake is that they're afraid to make a mistake so they do nothing and then the team just takes their time and scores um yeah i don't know i i hate the penalty kill uh they really need to make some work uh make something work uh, what else we got? Quattroob saying, Canucks, you seriously consider, consider trading Besser. It's looking more and more like there's no room from the roster, especially in the top six. So I should go to re-signing Bo. Here's the thing. What are you going to get for Brock Besser? Wingers have almost no value. Wingers are, you know, there's so many wingers out there. They are cheap. Uh, you know, I, I I just don't, you know, I think Brock Besser is, you know, I I think he's a good player still. I think he does a lot of things, right. Even though his shot, isn't what it used to be. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's a consistent 50 point player basically, right? Like he's always been on a 50 to 60 point pace every year. Problem is he hasn't played a full season other than that shortened 56 game year where he did have 49 points. The problem is that, yeah, he's he's not he can't stay healthy. And that is an important part of being a good hockey player is is staying healthy. Um, but I mean, other teams see that, too. Right. Other teams see that he's a winger that, you know, has lost a spark that uh, is continuously hurt. And I think he's not going to have a ton of value around the league, especially with the contract that he has. Right. So if you're doing it just as a cap space move that hurts a bit i i don't love losing a player like brock besser just because you need the cap space um because i don't know if you're going to do a lot better with that cap space maybe a bit better right um but yeah I, it's it's a tough one it's a sentimental one you know i like i like brock besser right um what else do we got uh shiraz saying we should have signed miller i think he's a great player but we couldn't afford to sign him yeah uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I said all year last year, right? And all off season. I said, yeah, they probably shouldn't sign him. Here's the thing though. He's got 10 points in 11 games so far this year, or however many of the Canucks have played. Um, so he's going to, yeah, they played 11 games. He, he's going to put up, you watch him put up 75 points and be absolutely fine. Uh, Canucks should try and move Miller before his new contract kicks him up so they can afford Horvat if yeah, maybe. And, and Greg Wyshynski said that he thinks that Miller does have a lot of value. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe, but again, it's, it's, I, it's tough to give up on a 99 point player. Um, yeah, but they got to make something happen. Um, let's see here. Aiden says, what do you think of the reverse retro? It's really grown on me. Um, I really didn't like the leak of it, but the leak of it was a pretty low-quality picture. Uh, with the numbers on the front, it adds a lot. I think that's big. Uh, I don't love the logo, but if they hadn't put it on the for Canucks jersey, I would like it. So I think that hurts it a lot. Um, I like the colors. I think it's got too many stripes. I do like the color, and I like the front number a lot. And I like the off-white. I think it's like a seven and a half out of ten. I think it's good, but not fantastic. It's not as good as the blackgate Uh what else do we want to take before we wrap up here? Uh Clifford's saying, what do you think Bruce and company can do about their horrid penalty killing? I don't know, man. I mean, it's not personnel, I would say, right? It's, it, they're just not doing something right. And I don't know what it is to me. It feels like it's, it's lack of aggression, but I don't know. I don't know if being more aggressive would help or hinder. It Can't hinder them much. Um, uh, I don't know. It's not my problem to solve, thankfully. Um, but yeah, there's gotta be something right. Cause they are absolutely atrocious. Denver's saying, imagine the team playing like this with a good PK. Man, I still watch this team play. and They're so slow. Like, there's no aggressiveness. I mean, there was in this game. But, you know, you go watch these other, like, contending teams, and they're so much faster. They're so much more aggressive. They're fast on pucks. They, they're, they you know, every single rush that the Canucks have into the zone is slow. Right? It's very strategic. They gain the line slowly. They're always looking for the pass. They're very rarely just trying to gun in and beat a guy. Right? Get the puck in deep, beat the guy to it. Uh, it's a lot of you know methodical trying to you know outthink, outwork, not outwork the other team, but just outplay the other team, out with the other team. Um, I wish they were just faster. Um, what else do we got? Um, do, 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 do. Dan Carlo, Yo, shout out. I'm watching the game all the way in the Philippines. Still supporting the Canucks. Love it. Thank you, Dan Carlo. Um. Jessica and saying, only reason I was not happy with Meyerberg trade trades because he have six, four right shot defenseman. That doesn't matter. Right shot defenseman does matter. Six, four. Sure. It matters. Uh, but he was still a fifth round pick, right? Like the odds of him ever panning out were pretty low and maybe he was a good bet as a fifth round pick. Maybe he should have been a third or whatever. Um, But I I mean, he's still, you know, a 6'4 right shot defenseman is great, but a 6'4 right shot defenseman who's not good enough to play in the NHL, which I'm not saying he isn't, right? We don't know. Um, But that doesn't matter at that point. But I I see why people would be frustrated. Um, Terry, saying nice to see you in Seattle. Thanks for the picture. Nice to meet you too. Uh, Thanks, Terry. Um, What else do we got? JC's saying, I'd exchange Besser to re-sign Kuzmenko tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, you might be onto something. I might too. Hmm. Yeah. Jury just had a hat trick, which helps a lot. I'd like to see more, though, right? Like, we can wait. Let's wait until Kuzmenko plays 50 games, right? We have the time. We don't have to do something now. Uh, let's wait until, you know, February and and make sure Kuzmenko continues to be good and then, sure, go for it. Um, Unpair saying, feel bad for Gibson. He looked gassed and sad whenever the camera panned. To a man, John Gibson is one of, is the, like, he's such a good goaltender. Like, John Gibson got absolutely screwed by being a part of the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, he's been, he's made the playoffs four times and he had years of 920 924 and 926 917 all in a row and a 914 the year before that like he was genuinely one of the best like he was like a top three goalie in the nhl and he didn't have a team in front of him right he had the kevin bx era anaheim ducks in front of him um you know he he got screwed really and now you know he's Played fifty to sixty games a year for a few years, body's catching up with him a bit. You know he's only twenty nine, but you know you can only take forty shots a game for so long. Um, yeah, I feel bad for John Gibson. Uh, you know he kind of reminds me of he had the same career basically as Ryan Miller did, right? Um, but I think without the international success, um, which is sad. Uh, but yeah, John Gibson is just you know he's what is he gonna do, right? Uh, it sucks for him. Um what else we got? Um just looking, just looking, scrolling a little bit here. Uh lots of Besser talk. I am saying would you trade PD for Bedard? Yep. Yep. You get three years of entry level uh on an elite score. Yep. Wouldn't like it, but yep. Uh, Jaskaran says, "Do you think Bedard secretly told the Canucks locker room to tank?" Uh, No,pe he didn't have to. Apparently, you hear a Quad said on their podcast. I have not listened to their podcast uh, lately. Trading Demco's interesting idea. It sure is. It sure is. It is an interesting idea. I don't love it, but it sure is an interesting idea. Um, yeah. Uh, MVD saying this management group gave away our penalty killers, Mott, Lamico, Highmore. Their penalty kill last year was also one of the worst in the league for most of the year with Mott, Lamico, and Highmore. That's not the problem. It was not the personnel. Um, Also, keep in mind once Mott was gone, Lamico and Highmore were not good. They just weren't without Tyler Mott. Uh, It's not a personnel issue. It's just not. They're just not. they're, They're just failing to Execute. Uh, Gurjot saying that Bo and Miller should stay together for the rest of the season. Yeah, JT Miller's a winger, uh, which sucks. Sucks to say it. He's a winger that can win faceoffs and play a bit of center if need be. Uh, he can fill in. He's playing so much better as a winger and he needs to stay on the wing uh, without the defensive responsibility. Um, all right. Uh, we'll wrap it up with his last question. RP88 saying favorite BXA moment. It's the, I mean, it's the stanchion goal. Uh, I saw the clip of him against the Avalanche doing that diving empty net save and then going down and scoring, which is sick. Uh, but no, it's the, it's the Stanching goal. Uh, it's, it's not close, right? It's the, it's the biggest goal in franchise history, even though it led to nothing. Uh, and uh, it was sick. It was, you know, it was absolute elation, right? It was, it was that, you know, it was, well, it's, it was the second most excited I've been, other than the goal the overtime goal in game two against boston right when i thought they were actually going to do it stupidly um but yeah it's a substantial it's a substantial it's as easy as that uh folks we're gonna wrap it up there if you enjoyed the stream make sure you like subscribe do all that good stuff uh you guys know the drill at this point uh you can follow me on twitter parker's pucks the whole deal uh canucks play their next game on saturday against the nashville predators at 7 p.m uh maybe i'll see you after that hopefully hopefully the canucks Can add up some wins. Get some wins. They're three, six, and two. Only three games below 500. They can do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Have a good night.